Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. More details are available on our website which is www.refinerylife.org. This week we're going to continue our series from the book of James titled The Practical Expression of Daily Living. Because we need to start showing our faith. Today we're going to talk about the tongue is a terror. And the verse we're concentrating on is James 3, 6. It says, and the tongue is in a sense a fire. The very world of injustice and unrighteousness, the tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life, the cycle of a man's existence, and is itself set on fire by hell, Gehenna. Did anyone ever think of their tongue like that? The scriptures we're going to work through are James 3, 1 through to 12. Let's read them all together. talks about the tongue is a fire. Starting in verse 3, sorry, in verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, serving in an official teaching capacity. My brothers and sisters, for you know that we who are teachers will be judged by a higher standard because we have assumed greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. There's some ministries that need to hear that. Verse 2. For we all stumble and sin in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble... What he says, never saying the wrong thing. He is a perfect man, fully developed in character, without serious flaws, able to bridle his whole body and reign in his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. Now if we put bits into the horses' mouths to try and make them obey us, we guide their whole body as well. And look at the ships. Even though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. Verse 5, And in the same sense the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark, and the tongue is insensified. This is our verse for today. The tongue is a fire. The very world of injustice and righteousness, the tongue is set among our members, as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on the fire the course of our life and is itself set on fire by hell. Verse 7, For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless evil. It's undisciplined. It's unstable. Full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse man, who have been made in the likeness of God. Verse 10, Out of the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. These things, my brothers, should not be this way, for we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for His precepts. Does a spring send out the same from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives? Or can a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. It's a pretty powerful piece of scripture. James had a lot to say about the tongue, didn't he? 
In fact, he devoted an entire section of his letter to it. Even so, he was not introducing a new thought. He spoke about the tongue earlier when he warned that we must be swift to hear and slow to speak in James 1.19, didn't he? At the same context, or in the same context, he exhorted us to bridle our tongues in verse 126, suggesting that they often have a tendency to run ahead of our thoughts. Even though there are many references made to the tongue throughout the Bible, James spoke more strongly about its dangers than any other Bible reader. James spoke of the power of the tongue both from the standpoint of evil and of good. He used three illustrations to prove the power of the tongue. In the first illustration, James drew a parallel between the horse and the human body. A horse unrestrained seeks to satisfy its physical needs. It's an illogical being. If it is to accomplish anything useful, anything not merely for the satisfaction of its own desires, it must be directed by logical boy or sorry, by a logical being, a thinking person. And so it is with the human body. Humans do not direct themselves, for if they do, they will seek the satisfaction of self instead of seeking the glory of God, which is the specific purpose for which they were created. What is done to harness the horse? We make use of a bit and a bridle. By controlling the horse's tongue, we can control the whole body. The horse doesn't bridle itself. It must be bridled by someone else. And likewise, people cannot control themselves. They must defer to a greater power. And the second illustration that James uses has to do with ships. James clearly didn't know anything about the huge ocean-going vessels of today. But even in his day, there were ships that could be described as great. How were the movements of these great vessels controlled, even under the most adverse conditions? Verse 4 tells us, by a very small rudder, wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. The point of these two illustrations is made in verse 5. In the same sense, the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it boasts of great things. That is, in relation to other members of the body, the tongue is little. It, but it can achieve great results. This is not just an empty boast. The tongue can sway people to violence, or it can move them to the highest and noblest actions. And the third illustration is found in the fire, in verse 5. It says, See by comparison how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. James contrasted the smallest of a spark with the greatest or the greatness of the fire that can result. James spoke about the vicious nature of the tongue as well, didn't he? First James said that the tongue is a fire. We know that fire under control can be a great blessing. With controlled fire, people can overcome the cold. They can cook their food. They can drive industries. But a fire out of control is desolation and tragedy in its wake. So the tongue, like fire out of control, scorches and consumes. James said that the tongue is a world of iniquity. 
And the word world translated here also means ornament or decoration. The good and sanctified tongue will condemn unrighteousness, but the evil tongue will complement it and decorate it, making it appear as if it were righteous. James concluded this metaphor by saying that the tongue does this, or the tongue that does this, is set on fire of hell. That is, the uncontrolled fire of the tongue is fed by the never-dying flames of hell. And James said that the tongue is wild and untamable. A person may control the tongue, but it must be ever kept under careful guard. The leash can never be removed from it. And James also spoke of the inconsistency of the tongue. The tongue is notoriously inconsistent, he said. With it we bless God and curse others who are made in God's image. He was saying that it is abnormal and inappropriate to bless God in prayer and praise, yet speak evil of members of his family. James illustrated this inconsistently with two figures drawn from nature in verses 11 and 12. First is the figure of the fountain of water. It is impossible for a salt spring to produce fresh water. And the second figure that he shows us concerns fruit. Can a tree, sorry, can a fig tree yield olives or a grapevine figs? That like produces like is a law of nature. An unbeliever hired by a professional Christian, or was hired by a professional Christian to paint his house. This is a story I heard recently. And he knew that this Christian could pray beautiful prayers and quote a heap of scripture. But when it came to painting, he didn't fill the nail holes with putty like he was supposed to. And he didn't paint the tops of the doors where no one could see them. And the non-Christian later said, Now I know that his prayers and his piety don't mean much. I prefer Christians who will fill up the nail holes and paint the tops of doors. What we actually say must be backed up with actions. That's the challenge to you this week. Back up what you say with actions. Do the job properly. Be a Christian properly. And let me encourage you as I do every week to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God. You know that already, but you're also important to us at the refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.